Welcome to another powerful teaching from Dr. Todd J. Pulliam, pastor of One Accord Church. Trying to find somebody who is for real. I'll I'll preach only 15 minutes if you would just be for real and just let me uh, unveil it and reveal it to you. I'm I'm trying to show you that you have had God do some stuff with you that you don't even know about. You took some journeys with God that you didn't even know you took. I don't know if I can hear him. I don't know how you got in Christ. But you got there. Lord, have mercy. And you travel with him. And now I still haven't figured it out. You are seated at the right hand of the father right now. Now, let me try that one again. You are seated in Christ Jesus in heavenly places right now. But you hear. And you have the kingdom in you. And yet you're sitting there, but they're sitting in you. This is important. See, you have no business working out of your mind. See, I'm working my way towards there. You're a spiritual being. You have no business operating out your mind. If your value is what is in your mind, then you're completely lost. Your value should be what is in your spirit. Because that's what lives forever. Okay, Isaiah 53. Go, 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 go. I'm working with the holiday crowd. I'm working hard today. Okay. Isaiah 53, and this is what we're going to do. And he told me we were going to do this today. I should have listened. Beginning with verse number one. Let's get religion out of the way. Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm or the strength or the glory of the Lord revealed? All right? So there's, there's a report that goes out. And so whenever you hear the saints say, I don't believe necessarily just what the doctor says. I want to believe God's report and maybe not always what the doctor has to say. Or you can know that the doctor's telling the truth, but it isn't the report you're supposed to embrace. So the prophet says, who believed it? And to whom is the arm, the strength, the lighting, the glory, the direction of the Lord revealed? Who's seen it? Who's taking it in? Who's receiving it? There's something here that's going to bless our lives. Verse 2, for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. Dry ground means non-productive, parched, a drought, a tender plant. The root is coming out of a non-productive place. Is there anything good that can come out of Nazareth? Is, is whatever town you come out of, most of society is probably saying, is there anything worth talking about that's come out of the town you come out of? 
which means that they're stigmatizing you as non-productive and of no quality and of no value. But I want you to see what Jesus did in six verses to change who you are. Now, yeah, we, we, we about to get this right. He hath no form, speaking about our Savior, nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. We're not going to want to see him a second time, the verse says. He's that common. He's, he's, he's not what we make him out to look like in the movies. Uh, he isn't gorgeous. Uh-oh. He, he, he's not fine. No, no, I'm just working with it. He ain't sexy. Yeah, yeah. The, the scripture says there's nothing in him that if you look at it, glory to God, that should turn around and make you look at him again. All right? <laughs> now, <laughs> when, I got it, I got it, Lord. When his glory returns to him, that's going to be different. But in the earth, as man and God, there's nothing we wanted to see. As a matter of fact, we're caught up, and just bear with me, in this thing of deciding that we've arrived by how we look. I'm rocking this. Uh, how about that? Um, this is the latest thing. Jesus was out there doing a work, and I want you to stay with me. And people said, well, this guy wants to know, are you the son of God? And, and Jesus said, well, go tell him that I'm raising the dead and I'm healing the sick. Don't, 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 don't tell him what I got on. Don't, don't even tell him where I'm at. Don't tell him the size of my meetings. Just tell him what I'm doing. I want you to pick up something that God's trying to show you. You know, and Jesus was amazed at the people. They said, well, you know, I... Well, which relation is, how is he to you when you didn't? Jesus said, well, now wait. The word says this, and the word says that, but what'd you go out to see? I'm trying to show you that we keep misdirecting ourselves because we're trying to find the centerpiece of real spirituality with a naked eye. A fleshly sight. And, and, and it can't be done. I, some of you right now, I'm catching right now with this revelation. Others of you have no idea where I'm even at. I don't know what to tell you about tomorrow. Because the Holy Spirit is going to be directing messages from here on out. 
And if you haven't grown up in the spirit, you're not going to be able to figure out what Christ is trying to tell you. So it's not in the suit. It's not in the shoes. It's not in the style. And the blessing cannot be determined in the car driven and how much money's in the pocket of the preacher. It's not even in the building. I don't have a verse that tells me, go find your next ministry gift based upon what the children do. You, you, the adult, the parent, must find your gift, Lord Jesus, by where God places you to sit at the feet of that gift and be taught. And here's the thing I will share with somebody else. And the Lord is pounding this in my spirit. People are so undisciplined that they can't sit long enough. For God to decide to visit. I'm going to give you a schedule, Father. <clears throat> and you're going to work my schedule. And you're going to come when I suppose by faith that you will arrive. New Testament. It took days of sitting in the upper room and believing God and having faith. Jesus already having breathed on them and told them, receive ye the Holy Ghost. They were already in upper room, 120, waiting for a promise that God gave to them. Why didn't they get it immediately? God's weight is your development. If you can't put new wine in old wine skins, he has to wait till you are transformed. Lest that that he put in you burst you open from the inside out. Are we just setting this thing up? Now, now we, we, we got to work with this. They got the promise of the Holy Ghost. All of them got it. Because they were in one place. Together. And they all received, because they were on one accord, the Holy Ghost. The scripture says, he settled upon each one of them, and they begin to speak with other tongues. We call it divine glossolalia. This is going to become more important than ever. The grace message never said do away with praying in the spirit. I hear the Holy Ghost saying, come on now, let's work it. He never said get rid of it. All he was saying is, don't become frustrated by your failures. Because I've already dealt with them. But he's still a weapon to have your prayer language. Sometimes your sight can't get fixed till you've prayed in tongues consistently. Salve for your eyes. I don't know who it is that's jacking up my junk at my job. But Lord, I don't want to get in the flesh. You don't have to. 
You can begin to pray in the spirit and that weaponry is too much for the enemy to deal with. Why tell secrets that you don't have to tell? Now, back verse 2, Isaiah 53 and 2. Now, there is no beauty in Christ that we should desire him. There's nothing exciting about being saved that makes your flesh wake up to be saved. Okay. We see, we're, we're, we're making that transformation today. Your flesh is not going to wake us. Ooh, I, oh, man, I'm so glad that Todd is going to force me or whatever your name is going to force me to live with Jesus today. No, your flesh is going to get up and then try to get demand for another hour. Your flesh wakes up badly. Oh, boy, this pillow is cold. Especially when you turn it over. Mm. Oh, that's righteous right there. It's, it's, too, it's too early to get up. And it's really too late to go to sleep again. But I can't, I can't get up because if I get up, I'm hearing in my spirit uh, devotion. Your, your, your flesh is warring. Your, your spirit is the one that got you up. Because he's really you. I, Lord, are you trying to say something to me at, at 6 o'clock? And you don't hear, well, I didn't hear anything. Let me go back. No, no, sometimes he doesn't want to talk to you. He wants you to talk to him. So, so, sometimes he just wants you to start establishing a pathway to victory. He, he, he just wants you to start developing a rapport of coming together with him so he can mix his super on your natural. You, you see it? And so the minute you get up, flesh is always working. Flesh is always trying to control, uh, oh Lord, your destiny. You can get healed. And in your flesh can cut up to make you give up the healing, to give up your destiny. You don't have to say nothing to me. I'm, 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 I'm telling you how this works. Your flesh is battling you 24 hours, seven days a week. You, you, you try tithing, you get a return, and then your flesh gets set, okay? And the enemy says, on your mark, get set, ready, Go. Bill comes in. Another bill comes in. Something happens. The fridge breaks down. Lack, the spirit of lack, the spirit of insufficiency show up. And then your flesh says, see? I don't have any solutions for these things. And I don't love you enough to deliver you from them. But I'm just going to remind you that they came. Even though God promised that they wouldn't. And that's not what he promised. He promised that he'd deliver you. Do you, you see what the flesh is doing? The flesh wants you to, make, to be aware of what God did not do 
when he did it, but the flesh is not going to offer you any deliverance on its own. I have found out that the flesh is powerless to deliver me. It can only destroy me. It says in the verses that my flesh is a direct enemy to the things of God. So there's a war that goes on within me with two natures. The nature of God, which is my spirit man, is fighting for what belongs to me and my old nature, which is my flesh, which is a born enemy of God, is trying to resist me. And, 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 and so he, he, you, you don't have any power, Brother Pulliam. You know, you, I know, I know God healed you, but he really didn't heal you. Because, see, you feel that pain? That's the same pain you felt when you were sick before. And see, God doesn't really, you know, well, can you heal me? No, I don't heal anybody. I'm the flesh. I have no power. Uh, I, I work for the devil. He can't heal either. Let me just preach for a minute. The devil has no power to heal. No power to deliver. No power to set free. He can't turn a corner for you. He can't even back up for you. He can't even point you a direction. That fool ain't got enough to do nothing for you, even if you were going to pay him to do it. He ain't even got a pocket to put your money in. Uh, yeah, look, oh, my God. He talked to the devil like that. What you scared of? You already beat down. I came to lift you up. So what you afraid of? What you want me to do, become like you and be all afraid? I'm not saying you are, but if you ain't, you're going to have to show something. You got to show some fruit that you're on fire, that you are not afraid. Man, they said that when he is thrown out before the kings, they're going to say, is that you? Because the scripture says he's, he's just a writhing little snake. You seen a garter snake? That's, that's what the devil is. The devil is like a garter snake. He's just totally powerless, toothless, can't do nothing to you, but scared you because he's a snake. I'm going to, I got a little fire over here while I was here. It sort of got me here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be back in a minute. I'm going to go and see if I can find something over here to take me to the upper level. Are you getting, are you getting a revelation of what I'm teaching you? See, what I'm saying to you is, is, is that you're wasting your time. You see, if you're going to play church and play living for Jesus, you're just wasting your time. You see, you, you, you don't go to heaven because of where you join. You don't run with Jesus because of who you belong to. Your relationship has to be real. Oh, come on. Now, I got a couple more minutes. Just, just, just bear with me. Now, verse 3. Uh-oh, everybody shout, oh my goodness. He is despised and rejected of men. Uh-oh. So he's despised and he's rejected. Now, we're getting into some warfares, and I've got 10 minutes and I promise you, we're going, we're going to solve a couple of them in the 10 minutes. Rejection is of the devil. 
I'm about to teach you from these verses that the only reason you tripping on one another is because of what you feel and, and, and warfares that you should be winning that you're losing. Not your neighbor saying, he ain't talking to me, he's he talking to you. What, what I mean by that is rejection makes you oppose people before you get to know them. Anybody in the room hearing what I'm saying? You're so scared of it. You're running away from your destiny because it looks and sounds awfully close to the last time you were rejected. But rejection's not even in your package. But the enemy's smart enough to give you similar sounds so that you will do to Jesus what was done to you. I got a verse that's going to show you that he's been rejected once. He don't need another. And in taking care of his one rejection, he took care of yours. Oh, Lord. Okay. See, these warfares that you are having that makes you act crazy towards people, it's, it's only happening because you haven't realized that it was already taken care of. This good stuff here. All right. So he was despised and rejected of who? Men. And a man of what? Sorrows. And acquainted with what? Grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was what? Despised. And we what? Esteemed him not. Wow. Okay. So in the Amplified, it reads He was despised and rejected and forsaken by men, a man of sorrows and pains. Now, when, when, when you get into this position where you're thinking, oh, my God, I can't take it anymore because, I, I, you know, I, I, I've been through so much. There's nothing left for me to do. I can't take it anymore. I, I, I'm here to tell you that we're, we're about to talk about how you've already won. And we're about to talk about how your Savior won. And, and every battle you're facing, he faced it before you because you were going to face it. And he gained you the victory. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So now it says here, oh, this is good. All right. Man of sorrows and pains and acquainted with grief and sickness. And like one from whom man hid their faces, he was despised and we did not appreciate his worth or have any esteem for him. All right. Write this down. I'm a, the, the, you said, just, just write this down. I'm going to test myself today. Just write it down like that. Or whether I have esteem or high value for Jesus Christ. Don't, don't test here in church because while we're in church, we all got it. This is, this is for later on. Because, see, I, uh, the, the, the fire I got came from my test. Okay, and, and, and of whether I esteem him. See, no, no one has to call me to remind me of service. Amen. Amen. Am I with you? No, no one has to call me and beg me, will you come hear Jesus? 
See, I have high esteem for him. I've got great value for him, right? No one has to call me and say, uh, Pastor, do you, have you seen? Because I'm already looking for the person I haven't seen. Because I esteem Jesus. Something wrong is wrong when half your membership can go missing and you don't feel anything. Though they're a part of Christ. And, and, and I, the servant here from Christ, on a daily basis, check into that. Check into that. Ask that. People will be asking me. You're not supposed to ask me. I'm the pastor. I'm the gift. I should be asking you. You're the sheep. Everybody shout, sheep beget sheep. Okay. Now, but you can't do that as long as you're walking in the flesh and you can't get along with so-and-so because of fleshly reasons. All right? I'm not picking at anybody. This is the high esteem group right now because for whatever reasons, if you can't even stay long enough for Jesus to serve you, See, it's an offense to someone to make you a meal. And you, and you just go and set up a plate, eat a couple, and then set the plate down. If I walked in your house and did that, you would talk about me. Come on now. See, see it, it, the, the first and foremost honor, and the Lord told me, so you're going to deal with this today. The first and foremost honor that goes anywhere in the land is to him. Can I get a strong amen? amen. So I'm, I'm saying we didn't esteem him. Okay? We didn't value him. Now here's the flesh. Oh, now he's telling us when we can go, where we got to go, and so forth. Don't you know you should never make plans and then tell God about them? Because you know what God's going to do with your plans? Walk all over. Again and again and again. I even hear this in the spirit. Someone's even saying, we're going to have to get pastor straight. Warning. Not a good move. You don't want to consider that. Not a good move. Why? Because I'm delivered from the people. And I'm assigned by who? God. God can change me somewhere else in 24 hours and one person can walk up and say, God told me to give you a check for a million dollars. What would I care about what you think if that million hit me? Wait a minute now. I'm teaching you right. This is good stuff. Now, he wants you to know this and understand this so you can understand him. Now, Jesus not only bore our sins as we go into, into verse 4, but he became sin. He never committed sin personally. But out of loving kindness took your sin on. Now we're about to change our disposition. We're about to change how we see things. How is that? Because if you are aware that the Savior became your sin. Pause. Think on that. Selah. He became your sin. 
So what's your last sin? Don't tell me. Nobody else wants to hear it. Don't tell me you haven't sinned. The bishop said in a word that if any man say he has no sin, he is a what? But think about that. He became that. Now your disposition, your whole view on how you see yourself and others is about to change. So the next time you go to talking about it, they're going to go to hell. Think about it. Because now you're condemning and assigning a finished state and quality to a workings that involves the Savior. As we deal with matters of the heart. Took me a long time to get here today. But I'm here now. Yeah. You're, you're, that's what condemnation means. That's why he says the, the son didn't even come to condemn. Condemn means you place a finish on it. In other words, there's no way. Let's say I got mad at Sister Teresa. So mad about how she counted that money. And then I, I wanted a piece of it and she wouldn't let me have it. But she, she laughed because I've been there before. What if I say I condemn you? Well, uh, we've got a problem. It's not her that has one. I have one. Because she was still a work that he begun. And the word says that he would be just and faithful to complete it. But I just took my authority that I have in the earth to dominate against contradictions of his promises to shut her off. Got it? You can't do that with your words. You can't do it with your head. The church is being stymied from one coastline to the next over people that are opinionated but don't have permission to speak. The only permission you have to speak is by faith. Come on, somebody. Faith. Everybody shout faith. So you have the spirit of faith. Now you can talk, but you can only talk in agreement with God. This is good stuff. You can't just go out and start talking. I wish I had the power to shut social media off. Because everyone, everyone's just talking. I had a problem at church today. The pastor just disrespected. Ooh, let me tell you. Here comes somebody that ain't met the pastor, wasn't at the service, don't know nothing. Don't know that you got a warning post outside for cutting up and cussing out everybody in the church. And, and, and here they come. They're going to come right up. I, honey, I know all about it. Boy, the last pastor I had. And, and, and it just goes on and on and on and on. And then one righteous person waits approximately three and one half days before they respond to say, I don't think we should be talking. And why did they say that? Because they get drilled over, ran over, bowled over. I'm in prayer and the Lord is saying, I'm sick and tired of all the blabbermouths. I'm the only one that pays. This is good stuff. 
We're using our words to vent, to be vindictive. Jesus said, you're going to be judged by every idle, useless, non-productive, out-of-place word that comes out of your mouth. Even if you're wishing somebody happy Mother's Day, but you're being nasty about it. You're saying it to your mama, but you won't say it to the mama of your children. Well, I saw that today, and the Lord says, ah, I don't like that at all. I said, I don't like it either. He says, well, can't heal him. You can't do that. See, because that's a judgment coming. You, you, you ready for some more? You're out of place in the kingdom, but you're so mad that you, <laughs> and I see this all the time, find anybody that might be saying something good that you want to say is really against you, but you don't really want the person you're cutting up against to see that you've been indicted by the Holy Ghost. So you hit a like button of an enemy and don't realize you're in agreement. This is good teaching. This should have been taught in the body of Christ. Yeah. It's good stuff. Well, this is America. No. This is a country called America. We're in the kingdom. You don't just do what you want. This is good stuff. Why are you teaching this, Brother Floyd? Because if we don't catch our wording, it's not others will hurt as much as we'll hurt ourselves. You'll put some stuff into action against your life that you didn't even know how it got in there your mouth. Oh, I just, oh, mama, sometimes I just hate you. I hate it. Oh, or how about that one in secret? Man, she get on my nerves sometimes. I just want to choke her. What, what, what kind of confession is that? This is good stuff. What kind of confession is that? Words. 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 There's a harvest to come for each one of them. Thank you for listening to another teaching on the Dr. Ty J. Pulliam podcast. We call you blessed.